It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to our Sunday edition of Talk Shoe. I'm glad to have you folks there in the chat room. Glad you decided to spend Sunday afternoon with us gathered around the Word of God. How you doing, Brother Jason? Doing pretty well, praise the Lord. Amen, brother. Amen, amen, amen. Tonight, folks, we're going to be in um, Mark chapter 16, and we're going to finish up the Gospel of Mark tonight, Lord willing. I don't foresee any reason why we shouldn't, unless my long-winded mouth gets off on something I don't foresee, because chapter 16 is pretty short and to the point, like all the Gospel of Mark is. It's a quick-moving Gospel, and um, it ends quick. It makes There's quite a few references in chapter 16 to other that just hit on a few things that the other Gospels go into more detail about, and I'll make mention of some of that when we get to it. You know, it's funny. Uh, every time I hear that music, every, every, I, at the end of the song, at the end of the music, I want to say, "Welcome, students and teachers of the Word of God." That's what my Bible teacher used to always say at the end of that introduction, because that's what he played before all of his theological seminars of the air. He'd always play that on German national anthem. 1937 to 1945. Anyway, enough of that. Brother Jason, if you would, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer, brother. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask that you bless us tonight, Lord. We ask that you would forgive our sins, Lord. And we also ask that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit, Lord, and guide us as we study your word. We lift Brother Don up to you, ask that you'd bless him and give him wisdom, Lord. We also pray for those that might download later that you would touch their hearts so that they would come to know you, understand your will, and follow you, Lord. 
We ask all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Mark chapter 16, verse 1, Brother Jason. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Selom, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. Here are these women coming to the tomb of Jesus to anoint him with sweet spices. You know, I made mention in the previous program when we were in Mark how, let's just face it, guys. As a general rule, I'm going to just tell you the way it is. Anyway, I've been being in the ministry and being around all kind of, and having and being married to some good women, and being around a lot of females in church, out of church, in assemblies, and all around this nation in North America. As a general rule, a good Christian woman is a lot more spiritual than a Christian man. She's intuitive when it comes to spiritual matters. Now, you can just like that or lump it, and you come in it from a macho man like me, I'd put some I'd put some uh, weight to it. Not that I'm grand foobah, just telling you what I've observed over 40-something years. As a general rule, a good Christian woman is a lot more spiritual than a man, and it's because of her intuitiveness. I don't know what it necessarily is, but if you watch the Word of God... Like I mentioned the other night, it was women that was with him to the bitter end, and it was women that were there when he first arose. But that's not by chance. All right? So I give kudos again and praise where praise is deserved to all the good Christian women that love our Lord Jesus Christ and love his book. Verse 2, brother. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? That's a good question. Do you know your eternal life hangs on a rock? Figuratively, our rock is not as their rock. And literally it did. Who shall roll the stone away from the door of the sepulcher? Verse 4, brother. And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. It was a big rock. It was a huge stone. I'm not going to go into all kind of detail. I'm sure you folks know, if you don't, stop me, about how many of the Roman centurions it would have took to roll. I mean, they made, not only did Joseph of Arimathea make the tomb sure, but Pilate sent out centurions to guard it, as we'll see in the other Gospels, at the ending of the other Gospels, to make it as sure, and it's so funny, Pilate says, go make it as sure as you can. Well, I wonder why he said it like that. Go make it as sure as you can. Don't you know that deep down inside he knew 
He knew he was dealing with a good man. Don't you just know it? You can read between the lines in hindsight, I guess you'd figure that out. And I know about all the stuff people's talked about out there, how Pilate got saved later on and then committed suicide. I know all that stuff. Don't know how true none of it is. the reason I don't talk about none of that stuff, okay? A lot of it's tradition. Some of it may be just as true as John 3.16. I don't know. But I ain't never seen all that much proof for it. Anyway, go ahead, brother. Verse 5. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And they were affrighted. So a young man. Yes. You see how much, just let's look at this for just a second. Remember when one of these young men showed up to Daniel? What happened to Daniel? Do we need to go back to Daniel chapter 10? How it just took all Daniel's strength away? You see, the manifestation, this is the kind of power that you're going to have, folks, in the resurrected body. The stuff I'm talking about right this second. They always appear as a 33-year-old white male. Angels do. A 33-year-old male. No wings. <laughs> no wings. And it's always a young man. And it's been speculated about this being Gabriel because Gabriel is associated with messages. And this is the message that he gives in verse 6. Brother Jason. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. And next, the, the two greatest words, the two greatest words in the New Testament, the two greatest words that for you to live through the eons and eons in eternity rest on these two words, folks. It rests on it, like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, if Christ be not risen, we're of all men most miserable. You are dead in your sins. If in this life we only have hope in Christ. That's how the resurrection is the gospel. Not a bunch of lawyering in the gospels, but the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection is the definite article, the gospel that was preached. He is risen. The greatest words. And we re and people, listen, there are some folks that would take those, he is risen, and hold on to them with dear life in church history. He is risen. Those three words, because their whole, everything depends on those three words. Everything depends. Everything that matters depends on those three words. He is risen. When you're reading through the Word of God, it's just like, I'm, I'll throw back to 
the program Friday night. Every swinging one of you should have spent the last two days. I don't have. No, I don't have. I don't. I make no apologies for saying what I'm fixing to say. None. Every swinging one of you ought to have been back through that part of Scripture. I mentioned it the other night during the program. Listen to that program over and over and over again. I say that for a reason. I wasn't just whistling Dixie the other night in what I said. What I said, what I said is just is as true as anything you're going to hear coming off of this web. And for you, as a child of the king, it's as deadly serious as somebody with a forty-four magnum held to your head with a hammercock. It's more serious. And when we get into the rest of Romans chapter 6 into Romans chapter 7, I'm going to drive it home with a sledgehammer. If I have to go back and go over the first part of what we went over the other night again, this is not an entertainment program, and if you think it is, please, please, in the name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, please turn the sucker off. Go find somebody else that'll tickle your ears, all right? Because I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm here to prepare you for the kingdom. Not to give you something to get on the phone about and yap, yap, yap about to somebody else for two or three hours. If you don't understand what was taught the other night, you ought to get on the phone and call. We'll go over it over the phone personally. Hey, it hits me just as bad as it hits you. And if it don't hit you, there's something to H-E wrong with you. I'm not speaking to nobody that's perfected already and has ascended. Because of these three words, He is risen, you have the opportunity to do what we talked about Friday night. It's deadly serious. I know one brother said he had been doing some repenting and how the program hey that's the kind that's what the Holy Spirit does. 
If you don't understand that, you got no business being here. Don't want you here. You're wasting my time and you're wasting your time. You'd be better off going to a club and getting sot drunk. It'd make you feel better for the time being. And, of course, I'm saying everything I'm saying with charity. Not mad at anybody. I've heard all the excuses. I know once you start making excuses for unfaithfulness, you will make excuses and keep on making excuses till you wind right back up in the dirt pile where you started at. I've done it. I know it's true. That's the way the enemy works. Finds a little hole, a little light to be able to get in, and it just starts working and working and working till that hole gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you don't know which ends up then. Then you look back and say, My God, how did I let that happen? What the whole program was about the other night. And that's what the next two programs are going to be about in Romans. Told you the other night. They're two or three of the greatest chapters in all the Word of God. Not for big time doctrine, for daily walk, for preparation for the next life. My God, my God, I remember hearing somebody tell me that about 30 years ago, and I didn't listen. I'm trying to get you to listen. I had to reap the consequences for not listening. I don't want you to go through that. That's the difference in listening to somebody that's been through something and seasoned than a stupid novice or a whacked out idiot. And that's the difference in somebody that believes the book and somebody that don't. Next verse, brother. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. Okay. A lot in this verse. I'm just going to skim on it right now. Read it one more time. Brother Jason. But go your but go your way, 
tell his disciples stop, and stop, stop. Tell his disciples and Peter. Why, why doesn't he just say, tell his disciples? Hey, don't come at me with all this, Peter's the rock. Don't come at me with that. Do you remember the last place you saw Peter? Do you remember what Peter was doing the last time the references was made to Peter? He was cussing and denying the Lord. I wonder if that's got anything to do with go tell his disciples and Peter. Oh, we'll find out in the other Gospels. I'm not just straining at gnats here, folks. We'll find out later that Peter had to get converted. <laughs> Ain't none of them telling you that, are they? Go tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth unto Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. Verse 8. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. I would imagine, now, you know, it, they were pretty shocked. I would imagine they're pretty shocked. Put yourself in their shoes. <laughs> they go and they find an empty tomb, the one they've been following all this time. They expected him to be stone cold, dead on the market. And instead, they run into this angel that tells them, hey guys, he, he, he done flew to coop. He is risen. I imagine it would shock anybody. Verse 9. Now, when Jesus was risen... Early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, yeah, out, of in, 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 out of whom he cast seven devils. Mary Magdalene's who the first one that saw him in the garden. We'll get to that in the next gospel, in the gospel of Luke. Like I said, they were the last, it was a woman, it was women that was last with him there at the cross. Contrary to Mel Gibson's passion in all the movies, and it was Mary Magdalene that was the first to see him. And I'll just wait to get into what took place between those two later on. Go ahead, brother. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and 
had been seen of her believed not. That got, remember through both Matthew and and through this gospel here, I've, I, I always are bad-mouthing these guys. They don't have a clue what he's saying. They don't even hear what he's saying. So, hey, I'm going to get killed and be in the grave three days and come up. They don't have a clue. They never get it. They don't even believe it when it takes place. Then you don't hear, you don't say, oh, we remember now he said he was gone. You don't see that. They still don't believe. Get out of here, silly woman. You saw a ghost, something like that. Can't you just imagine them say that? They didn't believe. They believe not. First witness. First witness. Just remember, first witness was a woman. Verse 12. After that, he appeared in another form. Ah, Another form on the road to Emmaus. We'll get into that in the Gospel of John. He appeared to the two men on the road to Emmaus, transformed himself where they wouldn't recognize him to start with. We'll get into it later on. This is the second witness. First one, a woman, then two men. Go ahead, brother. And. Unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it unto the residue. Neither believed they them. They still didn't believe. Two witnesses. One one witness, two witnesses. They still didn't believe. Believe, They didn't believe them. They still, no hindsight. I, I get, oh, they, you could say, oh, they were oh, caught up with grief because it says they were crying, all this crying going on, yeah, yeah. Now, they didn't have a clue what was going on when they were walking with him. Though he raised the dead, fed the 5,000, 6,000, did all, healed the sick, don't you wonder, don't you try, do you ever try to put yourself in their place? Because guess what? You're, you're, you're more in their place in a bigger way today than even they were, see. Because you believe by faith. There's a different instrument working now. See, there's no instrument. I say instrument, I'm talking about, and I speak reverently, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not working here because he hadn't come yet. Continue, brother. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them. Now you're breaking up, brother. Now you're breaking up. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, 
There's the reason in unbelief and hardness of hearts no different today, folks. Unbelief and hardness of heart applies to what I just got through ranting about five minutes ago. It ain't no different today. Continue, brother. Because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Man, I don't want to hear one swing. Oh, in the best manuscripts, this is not. Anybody, you can always tell the heretics. You can always tell. When somebody runs in to attack the word of God, there's something being said they don't like. You're one of those. I humbly suggest you read Dean Bergen's work. Or Dr. David Otis Fuller's work. On these last few verses in the Gospel of Mark. And Dr. David Otis Fuller. And Dean Bergen's work. And and then you might understand a little bit. I'm not going to go into the manuscript junk. Why should I? I tell you what. Let's just. I tell you what. Let's go go back and read verse 14 again, brother. Brother Jason. Hello. Brother Jason. Brother Don. Yes, yes, sir. Read verse 14 again. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them, upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Now, tell you what, now turn to Luke chapter, um, I think it's Luke 22. Let's go to Luke 22. Let me see if that's where I want to go. I think it is. Mm, let's see. Let me scroll down through here and see if this is it. I tell you what, um, where does it say I prayed for you? Yeah, I, I tell you what, just to show, just to give you a little take, we'll get more into it when we get to the book of Luke. But go to, go to you, you folks, turn to Luke chapter twenty-two. That stuff I said about Peter. Wait until we get to Luke chapter 22. I don't think we're going to wait. I think we're going to go ahead since Mark is so short. 
we're going to go ahead and I'm going to show you this, what I mentioned about Peter, in case you think I was just pulling it out of, you know, my backside or something. So turn to Luke chapter 22 and start reading at verse 27, Brother Jason. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth. You're breaking up again, brother. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat or he that you're totally totally blanking out okay brother i'm gonna have to get a different phone and i'll I'll call back in okay that's fine i'm sorry that's okay brother you couldn't help it no big deal go ahead and get another phone call back in anyway the lord tells peter here but i have prayed he tells peter in verse 31 and he said unto simon 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 behold Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you, I prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And look at those next three words, next four words. And when thou art converted... Strengthen my brethren. Remember what he said? Tell my disciples and Peter. <laughs> Here the Lord tells him that Satan's going to sift him like wheat. But he, but the Lord prayed for him. Did the, when the Lord prayed for him, did it keep Peter from screwing up? I'm asking you a question. Did it keep Peter from cursing? And denying the Lord three times? Did it? Of course not. He let him go through it. The prayer was answered, of course. Because Peter came back around. At the colon, and when thou art converted, say, the Lord's, here comes foreknowledge. And when thou art converted, strengthen my brethren. The Lord knows exactly what Peter's going to do. Of course the Lord prayed for him. And the prayer was answered. But it wasn't to keep him out of the trouble. Folks, there's a grand lesson here. Are you starting to understand a little bit why I teach what I teach and why I teach it? Because it's in the Scripture. Little bitty things like this goes right along. With Romans eight twenty eight, Romans eight eighteen, First Peter chapter four, the whole chapter goes right along. Second Corinthians chapter four, seventeen through the end of the chapter, this goes right along. This is this is the God manifest in the flesh. This is the essence of God. In flesh form, praying for Peter. Don't you imagine he get a prayer answered when he's praying for 
the disciples? Of course he did. But it wasn't to take Peter out of from screwing up. It was to get him back in the end. When thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. Strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto them, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Oh, Peter. Know how, you know, when you're comfortable and sitting kicked back, listening to the teaching, how strong you think you are, till you get put to the test, when them besetting sins come rolling in, when you think you got it all together, oh, you're going to win this one, and you fall flat of your face again. going to get into more of that in the latter part of Romans 6 and Romans chapter 7. And like yeah, I was, back, no. Okay. Just, All right, Brother Jason, if you will, just start reading at verse 34, brother. Well, no, I'll tell you what, let's skip on down. Um, I, I got the point made there. I want to make, I want to go on down here and um, get to the upper room when the Lord meets him in the upper room. I think it's in chapter 22. It's in chapter 24, I bet. Or chapter 20. It's in chapter 23 or 24. One. Let me skim, folks. I apologize. My memory's a little slacked off tonight. Uh, let's see. It's in chapter 24. I guarantee that's where it's at. Let's go to chapter 24, Brother Jason. Okay. And start reading about um, verse 19, verse 18. No, 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 no. Let me go back up. Uh, Verse 17. And he said unto them, What manner of communication are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? This is on the road to Emmaus, Cleopas. And the other guy on there, this is this is that's who this is. That's those two witnesses he was talking about a while ago. Verse eighteen. And the one of them whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, "Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days?" See, Cleopas, don't recognize him because it told you back in Mark that he changed forms in a different form, see? Go ahead, brother. And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. Okay, drop on down to verse 25. 
Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Can you imagine what a Bible study that was? Can you imagine a resurrected Christ opening the scriptures <laughs> and going through every verse of scripture that dealt with him, his death, and his resurrection? Can't you imagine what a Bible study that was? Go ahead, brother. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, and took bread, and blessed it, and brake, and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished out of their sight. Amen. He changed back in the form where they had recognized him and they knew him. They knew him. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him. Just a little bitty thing. And then in a way, it's a gigantic thing. You're going to have a body like Christ. Like the angels. Remember the power, the contrast in the power from the angel outside the tomb and Daniel 10. How the power that's manifest, you're going to have the same power. That's just a little tidbit. Continue reading, brother. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And Did your heart opened... burn within you when the Spirit of God is trying to talk to you? Do you understand Jesus Christ by intellect or by heart? Do you understand the Scripture by intellect or by heart? If you understand by heart, it's the Spirit of God. If you understand by intellect, with no conviction, has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit at all. Continue, brother. Well, he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread and 
As they spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be, be unto you. Yeah, he's fixing to upbraid them. Go ahead. But they were terrified and affrightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. <laughs> yeah, they, they think, there's a ghost in here. Go ahead. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. And you're going to have a flesh and bone body too, and you'll be able to eat too, just like he's fixing to do, and all that other stuff. Isn't that just, isn't that, isn't that pretty cool? Isn't that an incentive? You know, you, you shouldn't have to have incentive outside of just pure faith. But us being the fleshly individuals, we are flesh and blood right now. How about an incentive, see, of, what you're, of, of what's waiting on the other side and what's waiting at the body chain? To be faithful. To be faithful. Was he faithful for you? Oh, yeah, but I'm weak and I'm there. Folks, anybody can do anything when everything's wonderful. Continue, brother. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of a broiled fish and of a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, well, I was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Fantastic verse. Then he opened their understanding. It's the first hint of First Corinthians chapter 2. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Neither can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. How many times have you folks heard me quote that verse and slam all these false teachers that have no clue about spiritual understanding? You see... When the spirit is regenerated in a man, the spirit dwells there, is there forever. When spiritual circumcision takes place, that Holy Spirit is what keeps that soul and spirit from screwing up ever again. You didn't hear me say that body. Without that spirit, you can't understand spiritual things. 
Christ imparted a little bit to that. You see, he opened their understanding. It's the first hint of spiritual understanding right here. Verse 46, brother. And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with the power from on high. You know what that power is, folks? That's the Holy Spirit. See, my, I told you, he had to open their understanding. This is a hint of it right here. He said he's going to send them the promise. That promise is in John 15 and John 17. If I don't go away, the Spirit won't come. And that's what Paul means when he tells you that the natural man can't receive anything of the Spirit, has no understanding of spiritual things. It's foolishness unto him. <laughs> that old John Spears, he believes there's three heavens. <laughs> Duh! Yeah, because the Bible says there is. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ain't no such thing as outer darkness. That's an allegory. That's just the Judeo-Christians, and they're just all confused. That's what outer darkness, that's an allegory. Is it? My Bible tells me there's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth there. I don't see uh, none of Joel Osteen's bunch weeping and wailing. Do you? How about John Hagee's bunch? Do they do a lot of uh, weeping and wailing? Do you? I'm telling you, folks, they'll tickle your ears out there. And they'll send you on a primrose path to perdition with the lies. Hell's just the grave. It is. Well, why does some go to the lowest hell? Does that mean that the grave diggers dig the dig a, a grave deeper? Is that what it means, huh? It means the grave diggers get paid more money and dig the hole deeper. You know who talked about hell more than anybody? Jesus Christ. You know he talked about hell more than he did anything else, more than he did heaven. Pretty good authority on it, wouldn't you say? I'm telling you, folks, those people will lie to you. Yeah, but you might be lying, Spears. Yeah, I might. Check me out. How many allegories have you heard me hollering about? How many, how many Bible verses have you seen me change? 
Yeah, but you don't understand the Greek, doctor. That's not what the mess means. You bunch of fools. I'm the one that's got three years of Greek. They're as full of crap as a Christmas turkey, and they'll send you to the flames, folks. I'm telling you. You know, I thank God for this Internet. I teach on it. But it's going to send more people. It's deceiving more people out there that has been disillusioned with the assemblies because of the false teachers behind the pulpits and because of stinking Judeo-Christianity them loving the, Jew, loving the Jews to where we're in such a, a hell of a mess today, financially and everything. How do you like it, Judeo-Christian? How do you like it? You think the Lord's blessing you? Now, oh, we'll bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. Well, guess what? When that man got that promise, there wasn't nothing about him had nothing to do with no Jew. It was in uncircumcision. We just went through it in Romans. You keep sending that money over there to the dust pit. You keep on doing that, okay? And watch your country and your kids go to hell. It makes my backside drop in a knot when I hear some of them heathens. I used to be one of them. Any swinging soul listening to this can pull up the charts. Check the financial records of the United States from 1948 to 2015. Check the divorce rate from 1948 to 2015. Check the integration from 1948 to 2015. Check the murder rate. Check the prison systems. Check it up. How much blessings have you got, you freaking fool? You've been lied to. You've been deceived. Just like some of you have been lied to about you just fill your head with a bunch of knowledge and stuff that sounds wonderful and you got nothing to do in your personal daily walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. There ain't a dime's worth a difference. It's the pot calling the kettle black. And I don't give a tinker's damn how many excuses you make. Back to Mark, chapter 16.
And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. That damned there is as damned as you can get. Kaptakrimo, Katakrimo, all right? Different from the damnation we had the other night in 1 Corinthians 11 about drinking damnation to yourself. That's not Katakrimo, okay? That's temporary judgment and condemnation. It explains it right there in the context with no stinking Greek anywhere around that some are sick, some are weak, and some slept because of what they did. That's temporary condemnation. This damnation here, you don't want no part of it. Notice in the verse it says, He that believeth in his baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth, it doesn't say he that believeth and is not baptized. It doesn't say that, folks. I think I've been clear about the water business. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. They hate it. They hate especially those in our persuasion. There is a remnant, a pearl out there. That's what I've taught you, folks. Totally 180 degrees different than what the rest of them teach. All right? The rest of them will destroy the book to try to put a truth forward. I hadn't destroyed anything. I told you the truth. There's a pearl out there that's called the remnant of Israel that's going to be that bride. Therefore, every creature is preached to. Everybody, folks, listen. I don't have. I'm not going to have to. I hope I don't have to reiterate this very many more times. And I'm sure when I get new listeners, I will have to go back over it again. I'm going to just say this simply, and then I'm, we're going to go on and finish the chapter. The book. Was, the gen- was written to the generations of Adam. All right? Everything else is secondary. In Exodus 12, when we came out of Egypt, it wasn't just Israel that came out of Egypt. It was a mixed multitude. When God gave Moses the law, it was for us. And it was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. Paul explains all that in Galatians. The mixed multitude that was there were proselyte 
situation. They did not receive the promises. They did not receive those blessings. Now, they, it, the blessings fell on them, they, they, but they weren't the primary recipients. That's the same way with this. They're, they they sit under some of the blessings. They're not part of the bride. There is a difference. My God, I spent so many programs driving that point home. Most theologians wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole because they know what it means. I don't have anybody to impress, folks. I'm not under peer review. I don't have my graduating class. I could care less what they think about me. I'm not afraid to teach you the truth. John 3.16 is perfect, just like it's written. He means exactly what he says right here. But you've got to be able to rightly divide the word of truth and it has to be spiritually understood, not some jackass that didn't finish the third grade come in and try to tell you what Greek is when he can't even speak English. The book means just what it says because it hadn't been rightly divided like you're commanded to do. Not my problem. The Old Testament proselyte situation comes right on through, goes through the, this period of grace we're in, right on into eternity in Ezekiel chapter 40 through 48. You notice what them strangers back there in Ezekiel 40 through 48, remember when... We went through that. They got some of the blessings. As a matter of fact, those Israelites back there have to dish out to them strangers the same thing that they're getting, but they're still not part of Israel. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Continue, Brother Jason. And these things, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God and they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs 
following. Amen. Okay. Back up here where it gives this list. Speaking with new tongues. Healing the sick. Get drinking poison. Taking up snakes. Every bit of this, folks, no big deal. We're going to get into this stuff when we get to the book of Acts. Yep, them nice snake handlers. Is that right? Don't you know about the Apostle Paul shaking the snake off his hand back into the fire and went on poisoned like it didn't even hurt him? See, folks, the book takes care of itself, all right? We'll get into all this stuff, these signs following. We'll find out exactly what the sign. We went over it before in 1 Corinthians, what the signs are for. The signs are not for them that believe, but them that believe not. All right? We'll get into all that in those 28 chapters of the book of Acts. And folks, I'm not going to change one blessed word. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this book. I thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit that came into the believer's heart, circumcised this soul and spirit away from this fleshy body and can present us blameless to the Father. I thank you for that promise. I thank you for each and every one Father, that's in the chat room. I thank you for each and every one of the ones that download this program and download any of the programs. I pray that you would burn in their heart, Holy Spirit, the truths that's been taught. If they be lies, Holy Father, impress on those people that they're lies. If they be truth, impress in their hearts that it's the truth. And have the working in their life that you've had in my life, Father. Bless each and every one of them. Give them special dispensation, Father. Give them a special sign. Give them something special that will encourage them to walk the crucified life. That will encourage them to deny themselves and take up their cross and follow you like our blessed Lord commanded that we do. And like the Apostle Paul reiterated that we do. Help every one of them to understand this is not somebody's opinion. This is historically and time-tested and proven. It's nowhere hardly to be found among assemblies today. with that truth that it's not found among many and the Judeo-Christian lie, you can't expect anything but to degenerate and get further worse and worse and worse and worse. Protect us from that, Father. May our eyes gleam with the radiance of the Holy Spirit in love toward one another. May we obey your book. Give us the strength to throw off the fleshy desires. 
and go through this perfecting process that you've laid out in these years ahead for us. There's no doubt, Holy Father, in my mind that each one under the sound of my voice desires to live for you. I pray, God, I pray, God, give them supernatural power. Give them, a, just take a few of the roadblocks out of the way. Show them something, Lord. I want them to be the best, the best Christians that there is on this planet. I want them to love your book like nobody else loves your book. And Father, only you can do that through your Spirit. Go with us throughout the remainder of the program. Bless each and every one. We want to see you soon, Lord Jesus. Not nothing you're coming wouldn't solve. These things we ask in your precious and holy name, Lord Jesus, for it's your sake and your sake alone. Amen and amen. Well, folks, tomorrow night we will be doing a program, and it will be the security blanket of willful ignorance. And... Um, I hope that you're there, and uh, we'll see what it entails. you probably got all kind of ideas. <laughs> the other morning, I, the Lord was dealing with me about that, and I think I'm, and it'll be a lot of rehash, and we'll, Brother David and I will be going all over the scriptures. It'll be a fun time. It'll be a fun time in the Lord. Is there any questions in the chat room? No, sir, I haven't been up to this point. Okay. Well, if there's no questions in the chat room, then we will. We've been, I think, we've been on about an hour and a half, and we'll go ahead and end the program. Brother Jason, uh, did a good job, and I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, brother. Praise the Lord. You can uh, go ahead and and give the address and telephone number and an email address out if you want to, brother. And I, by the way, folks, to download this, I'd love to hear from you. All right? I'd love to hear from you. I really and truly would. There's a regular bunch of folks, quite a number of folks out there that are, are pretty faithful on their downloading. I'd love to hear from you. I hear sporadically every now and then. I'd love to know your name where I could put you down and pray for you. All right? I really and truly would. I love each and every one of you guys in the chat room. Man, I pray for you every day. Go ahead, Brother Jason. Don Spears Ministries, 3155 Louisville Street, D1, Clio, Alabama, 36017, telephone 334 397 2333. Email joydon1953 at yahoo.com.
Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.